The Frobisher Smythes have a thing for Egypt. No, about Egypt? What? I thought it was about America. <laughs> Sabrina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Anubis Backwards podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Brenna. I'm Emily. And we're from America. And we're all from America. (laughs) I guess we don't do this every episode, do we? (laughs) Wait, you're from America? I'm from America. That's why we know each other, because everyone in America knows each other. Confirmed by House of Anubis. Everyone in America knows each other. That's why we live in three different states, actually. You know, Fabian going, does it, acting like K2 with no Nina is the funniest thing because he's the one with the brain cell. And yet he's the one, like, you don't know her? Like, what, sir? Never met <laughs> Nina? Wow. Unless that's confirmation Nina's from Pennsylvania. I'm still on team Nina's from Ohio, but they're close. That yeah. is true. They're next to each other. So maybe Fabian, like, knows that Ohio is next to Pennsylvania and he's like, you're next to Pennsylvania. You're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Anyway, that's like season three stuff, yeah. so. <laughs> this is about to be a doozy, guys, because we are recording at 9.39 at night, and I was up at like 4 a.m. this morning to drive back up to my apartment from my parents' house that I was at all weekend. So I'm drinking iced coffee. Panera sponsor me, and probably I'm going to be kind of loopy. It's fine. It's more fun that way. So when this episode comes out on Friday, it will be August 7th. And that means it's the one month anniversary of us launching this podcast, everybody. Woo! Thank you guys for listening. We made it a whole month. It's been like a wild month. Like, I feel like it's been more than a month because like we've had like half a million episodes because we keep just having bonus episodes. Honestly, yeah. And then like, who would have thought we would have gotten Brad on the show? Like, it's been wild. So very proud thank you to everyone for following for listening for saying all your theories on our instagram dms you know <laughs> yeah we love it <laughs> for shouting us out on your on tiktok like people are just commenting on people's tiktoks and telling them to listen to us i think that was truly wild yeah you guys are so cool and then i think wasn't someone like can i shout you out on tiktok to me and i was like yeah if you want to <laughs> Like, please. Thanks. Yeah, her name is Liv, I think, right? Shout so shout out. out to her. Shout out, Liv. They're super cool. Real one. Shout out to Tess. Um, she put us on the House of Anubis wiki. Yeah. Thank you, Tess. Okay. So now do we want to get in the episode? Let's do it. Okay, so we start with the theme song as per usual, and then we open up in Patricia's room, and she's having a flashback of Victor saying Joy is buried from the end of the last episode. Rip. Why did they word it like that? Let me know. Yeah, I have no idea. Very cryptic. Y'all kidnapped somebody. You didn't murder her. You still shouldn't be kidnapping somebody, but... So then Patricia calls her mom and she tells her mom that she wants to leave the school because they killed Joy and her mom's like, this is another bid for attention. And Patricia's like, no, it's not. What has Patricia called her mom and said? Like, why is her mom unfazed? And like, you're being... They keep dropping all these lines about her past and her acting up and like, Patricia, are you good? What happened? Trisha, are you okay? I have more questions about her backstory than I have anyone else's because, like, they really do give us, like, these crumbs and they keep adding up to, like, more concerning and more concerning. Like, is she she okay? I don't know. I'm kind of worried because she literally was like, Mom, my teacher murdered my friend and her mom was like, Patricia, chill. 
I just, I just worry. I hope she's okay. Does she need a hug? Yes. Also, I wrote earlier that it should be illegal for Patricia to be upset about anything ever. I know. I'm so worried about her in this whole episode. Because she's like, just like worried about her friend. She literally thinks her teachers like murdered her friend. I feel like if my kid called and said, hey, my teachers mar- like murdered my friend. I would probably be like, I'm going to call someone. Maybe maybe come come visit you. We can talk in person. Like, you okay, girl? You would think. They're like, <laughs> just mom is like, I do not care. You are being dramatic. Like, does Patricia rightly call her mom and say, Mom, like, somebody just murdered my friend? You know, what also hurts is that her mom, like, clearly doesn't believe her. So, like, if she's being traumatized by anything else, so do you think she'd, like, continue to call her mom or, like, confide in her mom about things that, like, are upsetting her? I wouldn't. My mom was telling me I was being dramatic every time I told her I was upset, especially if I thought my friend died. I'll be her mom now. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we are the House of Manubis fandom elders, so. (laughs) That's true. That's our job. We're everyone's mom. Hello. (laughs) At the ripe old ages of, like, what, 23? And, like, what are you guys, like, 25? I'm 25. Yeah, and Emily, you're 26, right? Get off. I'm going to buy us all petty mom shirts. My lawn. I want a petty grandpa shirt. <laughs> we can't go on this tangent again. Okay, yeah. Okay, this was last week's tangent. But apparently in 2012, we were like custom making petty shirts, which I forgot about. So I'm going to post that on our social media. Those were funny. Thank you, Megan, for digging those up. Thanks, Megan. So I'm going to go back to the episode. So. We cut to class, and Fabian and Nina walk into French class, and Miss Andrews is like, you're late, and then asks if they've seen Patricia, and they say no, so then she says, Patricia's gonna get an F. And then the French test starts, and we see Mick kind of looking confused and stressed. Mick asks for a question to repeat it, and Miss Andrews refuses to repeat it, and then Mara looks at Mick, and then we see her writing Mick's name on a blank test, and Jerome sees it. Girl. I... I just first want to know, like, where she got the second copy of the test. She just, like, she was just ready. Did she Did she know she was going to do this? Yeah, I don't know. Like, she premeditated this. Okay, so, like, was it, like, a multiple choice test? Or was it, like, a, like, multiple choice option? Or what was it? Because, like, wouldn't she, like, realize it's not mixed handwriting? Yeah, I don't or, know. Like, because- that's what I was thinking. Like, like we hear, they're listening to, like, people speak French with headphones, so I don't know if they're supposed to be translating it, if the, they're just asking questions in French, and they have to, like, select the answer. I also said, I don't know why it hit me in my funny bone that Jerome is watching Mara cheat on a test for Mick when Jerome later cheats on Mara. Like, it's not funny, but it just made me giggle for some stupid reason. <laughs> the parallels. Jerome is too judgmental about uh. Mara cheating on a test for someone who cheats on his girlfriend. Yeah, honestly. I do love the way, though, he, like, mouths Mara, 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 and I could just, like, you could just hear him. Like, he's not saying anything, but I could just, like, hear his voice in my head when he does that. Then we're, this episode, just a forewarning to all of our listeners, cuts back and forth between scenes, like, a million times. It's a good episode, though. It's a really good episode. It's a good episode. There's, just a, there's a lot going on. They're cutting back in day and night. <laughs> They're cutting in between scenes every five seconds. So we cut back to the house for like a minute, and Patricia's leaving, and Victor doesn't see her. 
So then we come back to the classroom and everyone's leaving. The test is over. And then we see Mara switching the test and throwing mixed tests in the trash. Which like, so do so, so stupid of her to just throw it in the classroom trash can. Like if you had put it even like a trash can in the hallway, it would have been safer. Like it was so obvious to put it in the, tr- in like the actual classroom. How did literally no one but Jerome see her like straight up switching the test? I put no brain cell of the week for Mara because girl being dumb as hell. You know, she's following, she's not following her brain this episode. She's following her heart. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going well. (laughs) Okay. So then we see Patricia like grab Mara when she comes out of the classroom and like take her with her because she wants to talk to her. And then Jerome walks by the trash can and he grabs the test out of the trash can. (laughs) dumb Mara <laughs> yeah, Jerome got that real easy and he has now proof that you were cheating on a test for Mick so then Mick walks up to Amber's locker and he tells her that he thinks he flunked the test and she says not to worry about it because who needs French anyway and if everyone spoke English life would be so much easier Amber you okay <laughs> I really love how like low key dumb Amber is in season one she really is, like, the stereotypical blonde in season one. And it's so good. I thought it was slightly ironic. Because is it Anna's, like, what, like, fully fluent in Spanish? And she, like, basically grew up in Spain. So I thought it was kind of funny that Amber was like, um, fuck all other languages I only speak. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. So it's kind of ironic. <laughs> Also, that, like, kind of made me cringe because it made me think of, like, you're from America, like, speak English, and I know that's not what she meant. I know Amber's just stupid. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. Like, (laughs) it's literally just Amber being dumb, but because people are, like, like that. (laughs) Also, they're in England. Yeah. So I don't know what shit's like in England. (laughs) I think Amber's stupid. But yeah, I I think she's just being dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I think she's being stupid. I also wrote later in the episode but i feel like i'm surprised amber was like who needs french because i feel like amber seems like the type of girl that's like really like wants to go to paris all the time true i could totally see that especially with how much she loves fashion or we learn about that later like you'd think wow like i want to go to paris and do fashion things and be french (laughs) like i feel like amber would want to be french because she would think it was like chic and like cool to be french and like fashionable and like to go to paris and like be bougie in Paris. I mean, same. I but mean, we're... same too. <laughs> True. <laughs> Can't blame her. I just want to go be bougie, not in the US. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Mood. <laughs> Mood. So, uh, 2021, maybe. We'll go be bougie. If we're lucky. We can go Run to Disney in Paris. Be... Can you get the hookup? I actually can, yes. I can get you guys into any park but Tokyo, so. Okay. Where were we? Oh, so then Jerome walks up to Mick and says, you might be doing better than you think. Okay, so I had to, like, listen to this part twice to make sure I wasn't hearing things, but I'm pretty sure Jerome walks up, and I think he's mimicking Amber, but still, I was laughing out loud. He goes, like, I wouldn't worry about it, babe. (laughs) Because, I don't know, like... I couldn't tell for sure if he said babe because of his I, accent, but I was dying. I think he may have, because I think Amber was probably saying babe or something. Yeah, because I think like right before that, she was like, oh, Mick, boo, don't worry about it, whatever. And then <laughs> Jerome's like, I wouldn't worry about it, babe. <laughs> Just like the little things. Jerome, Mick. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, that's a shit. That <laughs> oh, is God. like, 
a, a weird one. <laughs> That's another like of the like, um, you know, Mara thinks she's got Jerome and Mick fighting over them. <laughs> they run away together. <laughs> okay, so then we cut to the bathroom and they're in a stall for some reason. And Mara's asking Patricia if she really thinks they murdered Joy. And Patricia's like, "What else could Joy's buried mean?" And Mara says, "Buried in her work." And Patricia says, "I'm talking about Joy, not you." And then Patricia said Joy's parents called Patricia's parents and Joy's parents said Joy is going to international school and doesn't want Patricia to get in touch or her parents don't want Patricia to get in touch. Honestly, that made me really, 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 really sad. And it's just, oh, I put, I don't know why I I also said Joy Trisha really is seven by Taylor Swift. I can't recall your (laughs) face, but I still got love for you. Oh, wow. Rip my heart. Rip. So Mara asks if she's called the police and Patricia tells her that everyone is in on it. And then Mara says she believes Patricia, but is not like really acting like she believes her. So Patricia storms off. I want to know why they're hiding in the bathroom stall. Legit. Like why not just like loiter by the sinks? (laughs) I guess they're trying to be secretive, but like if someone walks in the bathroom, they're going to hear you. Also, when you two walk out the stall together, everyone's going to be questioning it. (laughs) Right? Like, the bathroom really was getting a lot of action this episode. Like, everyone was just doing secret things in the bathroom, and I don't know why. Are the other sets busy? Like, why are they in the bathroom all day? <laughs> Mars trying to be logical, but Patricia's actually right, but she seems like she's crazy because the shit she's saying that's correct is, like, sound weird. And then Jerome shows up, and he's holding the test that Mars threw in the trash, and she says, why are you in the girls' bathroom? I mean, same. Yeah, like, do you think maybe he followed Mara and Patricia in there? Because he, like, he knew he wanted to confront Mara. Like, I don't know. It's still questionable. <laughs> like, he's like, I want to confront Mara about cheating. You know what I should do? Go in the girl's bathroom. Just very sketchy of Jerome. Jerome should really consider um, himself lucky that no one else came in. Because, like, dang, boy, you would have been out of there so fast. Yeah, some random girl really could have just walked in and be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> right, honestly. Was that not one of the part, plot points in Cult of Tom at Laura? Not Cult of Tom, friends like these. Like, was yeah, it Liam found in the bathroom? He was, Liam was in the, the locker room. He was in the girls' locker room for some reason. I forget why he was in there. But then they had they filmed a video of him and made him call himself like, creepy, like creepy. And they blackmailed him with it so that he wouldn't, like, tell everyone that they were wolf clubs, I think. Or wouldn't tell everyone that um, Tom and Shannon weren't dating. I think, yeah, I think he was, I don't know why he was in the girls' locker room. Didn't he follow Shannon and Harry? Oh, yeah. Shannon was trying to explain the whole fake dating thing to Harry. Oh, yes. So he followed them into, because for some reason Shannon took Harry in the girls' locker room (laughs) and then... <laughs> and then Liam followed them, and then all these girls showed up to, like, I guess go to gym class or whatever, and they, like, were like, you're a giant creep, and, like, leave. But also, I think there was also this weird scene where Shannon was, like, making weird noises in the girls' bathroom because she was, like, trying to hype herself up. Also, Yana, like, was obsessed with toilets. There were a lot of bathroom scenes in the <laughs> What's with these British shows in the bathroom? 
Yeah, please DM us. We need like a new thing for our British followers to DM us about oh every God. week. So that can... <laughs> These girls are dumbasses. And, like... and they are right. Um, and we embrace it. I mean, I don't know. In American shows, do they ever hang out in the bathroom? I'm sure I'll... Th- I, I'm gonna, like, think of one ten minutes yeah, from now, but I can't think of one right now. Like, if in an American show, I remember people hanging out in the bathroom. Besides, like, the girls' room on the Amanda show, I but mean, that was... That, that's you know, it's different. Lee, weren't they in the bathroom sometimes? They had a whole oh, performance maybe. in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't remember. Lee's, like, like, a fever dream to me. I have no we idea. We were with that girl in Sunshine, and they were performing telephone in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Is this week's episode going to be called House of What Goes On in Bathrooms? <laughs> House of Bathrooms. <laughs> so back to the bathroom on House Benubis. Season one, episode five. Jerome tells Mara that he's going to tell Mrs. Andrews that Mara cheated for Mick to try to steal him from Amber, and that her and Patricia think that Mrs. Andrews killed Joy. And then Mara's like, "What do you want?" And he says, "Very good answer." That's just a lot to tell Mrs. Andrews. Like, imagine just walking up to your teacher and being like, "Well, Mara's trying to steal Mick from Amber. Not Mara cheated on this test. Mara's trying to steal Amber's man, and that's why she cheated." Miss Andrew seems smart too. Like I bet she knows. Like she pays attention. She probably already knows this stuff. How do you know Mara cheated? <laughs> like how does she not know yeah. Mara cheated on this test? Let me know. So then we cut back to the house and Fabian like drops a bunch of books on the floor. And as he's picking them up, he noticed that the cutouts on the stairs look like the Eye of Horus, which is on Nina's locket. And he drops his books very dramatically, like he's in an infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> So then we cut to the dining room and Jerome and Alvy are wrestling on the floor and Fabian walks in and asks Mara why she's doing chores when Jerome and Alvy are supposed to be and she says that it's her night to do chores and they're busy. Why are Jerome and Alvy always wrestling? Right, like, they're, I was trying to figure out, like, like are they fighting oh, over something? My, like, like, few notes for the next couple of scenes, I think, is why are they, why are they wrestling? What's going on? Like, was it just, was it just for fun? Is someone mad at someone? I mean, Jelfy. I think Jelfy. Like they're literally just rolling around on the floor wrestling, and I don't think they're mad at each other. I think they're just being like that. Just, just Jelfy things. Like, just Jelfy crumbs. Oh, the other thing about this scene is that this is one of those rare conversations that Brad talked about, where Mara and Fabian have a scene together. He said they only had two scenes together, so this is one. When will the other one be? We just don't know. One, we'll do like a we'll do a count now like Mara Fabian Mara, scene Fabian. so one Fabian asked Mara if she was supposed to be doing chores or not OTP so romantic I mean that's kind of how I end up shipping shit on this show so like honestly, that, honestly yeah like they just like s- sit next to each other they like breathe the same air and I'm like oh my god which is about to happen in a couple seconds okay. so so then Fabian walks into the living room and Nina's like reading. I think she's trying to read one of her like Egypt books or whatever. And Patricia asks Nina if she does anything other than work. And Nina's like, yeah, I gotta come back on that. I mean, what is this? A school? And then Fabian tells Patricia to get a life. And then he asks Nina to come with him. Like, why are Fabian and Nina just being sassy? Especially Fabian. I just want to know why Fabian's still in his school clothes. Everyone else has changed. (laughs) 
<laughs> Points. Honestly. Poor Brad stuck in like freaking sweater. The, the, the wool his, his woolly sweater. It's not even the worst one though. So yeah, that's not even the, the season three one. Jerome sits down next to Patricia and tells her that he knows about Joy and that his friend died, but his ghost lives on. I don't think he's being serious, right? Does I don't think so. I think he's just like teasing her. Did Jerome have a dead friend? Because I feel like I should be more concerned. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's He gets, like, lots of hints about a tragic backstory, too, so <laughs> maybe. And then Patricia says, yeah, I've seen that episode of Haunted High Schools, too. And Haunted High Schools, House of Anubis, the knockoff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, okay, Patron, I kind of see why people ship this in this scene, especially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what I was talking about when I was, like, two people will sit next to each other and I'll suddenly be like, oh my god, I ship it. Like, Jerome sat pretty close to Patricia, just saying. Like, like really kind of you know, on top of her and then they were, like, big, right? I think I did I think I did kind of ship Patron, though, in season one, so Same-sies. I guess this, this checks out. <laughs> and then we see, like, for two seconds, Mick and Amber and she's counting in French and then he's like, give it a rest and storms off. I don't understand because I feel like she was trying to help him with his French. <laughs> they got real mad about it. <laughs> Maybe it's distracting him from the sport. Maybe, but he wants Mara to tutor him and like learn school. Is he like, you ain't Mara? Why are you tutoring me? Damn. Savage. Ooh. <laughs> like, also, Amber like said fuck French and then is. Speaking French really well. Or at least, I don't know. I don't speak French, but it seems like she was speaking French well. <laughs> I also don't speak French, but it did sound like she was speaking French well, so I'll back you up. <laughs> Amber was just trying to make Mick feel better. She actually is, like, really good at French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she does go to Paris all the time, confirmed. So then Jerome tells Patricia that he can help her with Joy... Because now we're back to the Patricia and Jerome scene. I don't know why we cut to Mick and Amber for like two seconds. That's how this episode is. So she's shocked about the fact that she's actually listening to him. But she doesn't really have any other options. So she agrees. And then he's like, come to my room at midnight. Yeah, I don't know. There was just kind of like tension in their conversation. Like uh, like enemies to lovers kind of tension. So I don't know. They would have been fun for enemies to lovers. Yeah. Had that developed honestly you are right and you should say it and also i'm sorry for the dogs in the background which we can cut out they're just it's okay we love dogs dogs. i miss my sister's puppy already i miss my dog in new jersey fabian then shows nina the banister and that the eye of horus is on it and then fabian says he did some research and found out that the frobisher smith had a thing for egypt oh my god (laughs) how did they not know this before they did research about it the Frobisher Smiths have a thing for Egypt. The whole about Egypt? What? I thought it was about America. <laughs> I thought Spangle was a relic from the Frobisher Smiths. Me too. So they figure out that because they had a thing for Egypt, that's why the house is called Anubis. Wow. And what? there's Egyptian stuff everywhere because they have a thing for Egypt. And then maybe it's a... He thinks that they hid the cylinders, and Nina wonders why they would hide the cylinders in their own house, so they decide to listen to them to find out. (laughs) (laughs) 
still laughing at them just being like, oh my god, they have a thing for Egypt. Like, your entire school oh is Egyptian themed. Maybe no one told them that in season one. Maybe Nina was just Maybe in season one, Nina was just too new to realize the entire school was about Egypt, and maybe Fabian just didn't care, and then all of a sudden was like, wait! Your house is called Anubis. You have a mummy in your house. Maybe they thought... <laughs> you think the mummy would give it away? Maybe they just thought it was Victor's design choice. <laughs> <laughs> and the other houses are also named after Egyptian gods, but maybe they are in season one. We don't know. We're still kind of confused. <laughs> Mr. Sweet got him mad and changed them one day. It's fine. It tracks. Makes sense. So then it's nighttime and we get our favorite shot of the house at night. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Take a drink. No, Fabian and Nina sneak out to go to the attic door. And Nina uses the bobby pin to pick the lock and get in. And then we see Victor in his office thinking he hears something and stands up. Oh, Oh, I made a note that Victor was, like, grooming one of his, like, taxidermy animals at this time, and I don't know why I made a note of it. Is he cheating on Corbiere? Shucks. So then we cut to Jerome in Alfie's room, and Alfie's wearing a cape, moving his hands around like this glowing crystal ball-looking thing. Patricia walks in and basically says their idea is dumb, but Jerome tells her that there's only one way to find out if Joy is dead, so she just goes along with whatever weird shit they're doing. I was just really hyped to get content with this trio. I love this trio. I miss this trio. Me too. They are a very good trio. Like, I miss the trio content after season one. So then we're in the attic, and Fabian puts the first cylinder on the phonograph, and he turns it, and then they hear a loud scream. Nina says it's way speaker than she expected, and Fabian says it sounds like a voice. Nina says it sounds like, quote, a deathbed moan of someone who really doesn't want to die. <laughs> Yeah, so when she said that, I, like, instantly paused because I was like, I need to take a note on that. That was, like, so weirdly descriptive. So I was like, very descriptive, Nina. And then I hit play, and then instantly Fabian just goes, that's very descriptive. So I am Fabian. Thank you. <laughs> Fabian says that the one that they just, like, played looked playing and that they think that might be why it made that weird noise. So they decided to play a different one. And then we cut back to Jerome and Alfie's room. Alfie is rubbing the ball, telling embarrassing stories about Jerome, and says that he stole Mrs. Andrews' scarf because it smelled like her perfume, and slept with it because he missed his mom. Patricia said this is ridiculous and is leaving. Okay, that was like low-key kind of sad, though, because we find out later on that Jerome's been in boarding school pretty much like his whole childhood, and he doesn't have like the best home life, so I'm like, oh, Jerome, are you okay? Whoa. You good? I like how you were getting all, like, making nice notes, and then my original note on the scene was, Jerome has a mommy kink confirmed, and then I was like, wait, <laughs> maybe I need to go back and unpack that line. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, that kind of checks out, though, because, like, he likes Mara, and Mara, like, kind of takes care of him, and I just... Yeah, okay, I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> like, when Alfie first said he stole Mrs. Andrews' scarf because it smelled like her, I was like, Jerome is into Mrs. Andrews, and then he was like... That's what I thought, too. And then he's like, he was his mom, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. That's a little less... And then I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. So then Jerome asks about Joy and Alfie pretends that Joy's speaking through him and does his like weird Joy voice that he did in the last episode when he was reading Joy's email. And he imitated just Joy and tells Patricia to leave her alone. And I said, I love this trio, but Jerome and Alfie are kind of being mean to Patricia. Like she's like sad that her friend is missing and she thinks she's dead and they're like basically roasting her. 
I know, like, I love this trio, but sometimes I don't understand it because they're all, like, besties, but they're also so mean to each other constantly, and I don't get it. Can someone just be nice to Patricia for five seconds? Can someone give her, like, a hug or, like, a solid handshake or something? Just for five (laughs) seconds, be nice to her. Honestly, maybe Joy's the only person that's, like, nicer, and that's why she's obsessed with Joy. So then they all hear a loud scream and they jump up and Victor jumps up in his office too. Honestly, the screaming is just an entire mood because I too like to scream randomly. The screaming is all of us in 2020. Maybe we'll just do a podcast episode where we just scream. (laughs) Bonus episode, stay tuned. I mean, this moment is kind of where like the aggressive cutting between scenes is really cool because obviously all this stuff is happening at the same time as each other, which is why they're cutting between scenes. So it's kind of cool that like they have the screen, which is from the attic, and we see Victor, Jerome, and Alfie, and then we see Nina and Fabian. It's well coordinated. Yeah, it, was, it was very like well directed and edited this episode. I feel. Yeah, I agree for sure. It's a really solid one. So we cut to the attic, and we see that the loud scream is coming from the phonograph. Nina tells Fabian to turn it off, but he says he's only ever used MP3s. Fabian on his like iPad then. it's 2011 everyone nina pulls the top off and it stops (laughs) yeah maybe doesn't have spotify or anything he's out here using mp3s because it's 2011 yeah so like listeners i know that we can see stats of our listeners and over half of you are like gen z so did you guys have ipad ipod nanos do you know what that is ipod like touch like they probably have the fancy ipod I had a little pink iPod Nano and I would listen to Taylor Swift's debut album on it all the time. <laughs> yep, I had a little silver one and it only had two gigabytes on it, but that was a big deal at the time. Two gigabytes was a lot. Okay, somewhere in my room, which is saying a lot because I just like gutted it all, I have like the whatever the first generation of the iPod Nano that supported video was, I have one somewhere. Ooh, that was a big deal when they came out with like a video iPod. I remember that. That's like so fancy. I think my iPod. Anyway, we're just being your elders. Yeah, we really are the elders. We say we're not the elders, and then we're like, remember when we had like iPods that like wasn't the iPod Nano like fancy because the iPod before that like you couldn't even pick what song and it didn't have any images for the CD covers. Yeah, like, the, they had a shuffle that was, like, literally, it was almost just, like, a little USB stick that you'd plug your, your <laughs> headphones into. Like the song and the iPod Nano, you didn't have that shuffle every They're single just... time. Yeah. So cool. And then, like, getting to pick the color of your iPod Nano was a big deal, too, because, like, I think the original iPods were only just white. Do you remember those, like, hit clip things that literally only put, like, three Oh, my God. Song? Yes! I love those! <laughs> and it'd be like, yeah, I'm jamming to the thir- same 30 seconds of the song. <laughs> I had, like, the Backstreet Boys on there, and, like, Aaron Carter. <laughs> and I had a little portable CD player, which I thought was, like, the coolest. Oh, yep, I had one of those, too. I put my, like, High School Musical CD yes. in there. <laughs> okay, we were Tangent of the Week, guys. Tangent of the Week... <laughs> Was it <laughs> only nineties kids remember? Just... <laughs> like we really say we're not the elders, but I think we might be the elders with that. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. So we cut back to Jerome and Alfie's room and they say they've pestered Joy enough for the night, and Alfie said she did always get grouchy after ten. 
And Patricia says, stop talking about her like she's, and then trails off, and then just says, good night, weasels, and leaves. And Jerome and Alfie left. How does Alfie know how Joy's acting after 10? She should be in bed. Joyfee? Joy I was going to say, yeah, Joyfee crumbs. Like, what are they doing after 10? Yeah. Joy's being grouchy. Also, like, how often did Alfie see her after 10 when they're supposed to be in bed? Apparently, often. Because <laughs> like, Joy's always grouchy after 10. Like, how often? You guys are supposed to be in bed. That is house rules. So, uh, Joyfee. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just gonna leave it at that. And y'all are supposed to be on separate floors, too. Like, what you doing? Yeah, I want to know. What were Joy and Alfie doing after 10 on a regular enough basis that he knows how she regularly acts after 10? Someone please write me a fan fiction. Thank Joyfee you. Crumbs. You got it. I'm on it. <laughs> so then, I mean, but they got away with this one. So Patricia sneaks back upstairs and she sees Victor is going in the attic and runs past and behind his back. I made the note here and I feel like I already mentioned this, but like, I don't understand why when they're like out past curfew, why I don't just go like, oh, I was thirsty and wanted water. Or like yeah. I was hungry and wanted a snack. That makes sense. Yeah, also, maybe Joy and Patricia, like, regularly hang out in Jerome and Alfie's room, and they just, like, kind of sneak past Victor. Oh, oh my god, I love that. I hope that they did. The Descendants forever. The Descendants! (laughs) Is this Taylor Swift's Invisible String? Yes. (laughs) Like, Taylor Swift's Invisible String. So, in the attic, we see Victor looking around with his flashlight, and then Nina and Fabian are, like, huddled up next to each other in the secret room, hiding. And uh, I said, once more, I am shocked that Fabina was being cute. <laughs> this is like a very solid Fabina episode. I was like, sorry, Brad. Uh, we are Fabina shippers after all, I guess, at least one, for now. They're cute. They just get messed up after that, which I feel like happens with most house the newest couples. You're right. Honestly, though, you are right and you should say it. It's like they make it a season and then it's just... And then it's just like, why are you having like unnecessary breakups instead of communicating with each other? Let me know. <laughs> I mean, they're high schoolers, so the lack of communication does like kind of check out, but like yeah, it checks out. It's just it they would, never yeah. grow from it. They never learn that they should communicate. They never learn anything. Like as a character development choice, like it's realistic that teenagers act like that. But it frustrates me as, like, a person who likes character development that they never learn anything from any of the situations that they're in. Yeah, the only, like, exception, I feel like Joy and Jerome kind of both learn and grow. But otherwise, no one else does. (laughs) At least, like, relationship-wise. In other ways, they grow. Joy and Jerome do have a lot of good character development, and I think they kind of had good development within their relationship. That's because with her, he actually tried. Like, they tried to communicate. Yeah, and that's and yes. The others cannot relate. Both of them did. Yeah, like no one else knows how to communicate because all their problems could be solved by them just saying to each other, "Like, hey, this makes me feel like this. Can we talk about it?" <laughs> no talking. <laughs> Why would anyone ever do that? Okay, so we're in the middle of. The episode now, we're halfway through, so we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. Sponsor. <laughs> our, our one sponsor. All right, so we're back. 
So now we're back in the house at night and in the attic, Fabian goes to move, but Nina tells him not yet. And then Nina is cold and Fabian gives her his sweatshirt to use as a blanket. Which again, I am like dying. I thought that was so cute. I love it here. I, I think that I forget and that we kind of all forget with all like the season three stuff, how mad we get at Nina for like doing Fabian dirty, how cute they are in season one. Yeah, it's like almost like we never watched any of this because it just got erased by like how their ship gets destroyed later. And it's not even like just in season how dirty they get done in season three. It's they get so done so dirty in season two, and they yeah. stop working Truly. in like this like. Uh, wait. <sighs> Honestly, they get done the worst of the ships. To be quite honest. Yeah, like they. Yeah, I would agree. Well, yeah. Because their reasoning for breaking up was why we are busy with Sabuna. Y'all are both busy with Sabuna. You do it together. Well, no, they broke up because they broke up because they thought the other one wanted to break up. Like it was a miscommunication. The whole thing. I'm pretty sure. Like, as per usual. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll go on a nice, fun tangent about that in a few months when we get there. I feel like that's going to be its own episode. It's not even going to be like within the episode, which is going to have an entire like rant about this. And then we'll have a- we'll do like a whole episode dedicated to Fabina. And then we'll have another one in season three. We need a whole episode dedicated to like the ships and like how they all get done dirty by the writers just deciding to break them up and then not ever learning or anything from it. We should do that. We'll bring Brad back for that we one. We should just in-depth ship discussion hour. That would be fun, Brad. I would love that. <laughs> Brad, if you're listening, come back for the the ship hot takes episode. (laughs) So then Victor walks back downstairs to his office and starts talking to Corbiere, saying that there's more mischief going on, but he wonders who is involved and what they're doing. OTP. (laughs) He's really just talking to Corbiere. The strongest ship. Best ship. So then Nina and Fabian sneak out of the attic and they have some banter about not being able to sleep, how fast Nina's heart is racing, and how they can't believe they got away with it. And then Nina gives Fabian back his sweatshirt or his robe or whatever it is. Once again, they're being super cute. They're just like all grinny at each other and like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like super single and lonely right now too, but every time they do something cute, I'm like, wow, so cute. cute. So then Nina opens the door and walks into the room and Amber was like blatantly spying because she asked her what she got away with and Nina's like nothing and Amber says that she's been sneaking around with Fabian in the middle of the night that she said her heart is beating fast and that she thinks she got away with something and Amber's like, they were on a secret date, which based on these context clues, Amber seems right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But also, I would like to note that Amber's pajamas are really cute in this scene. So I saw, and I should have bought them. I saw, like, a shirt dress, like, pajama thing at TJ Maxx, like, last week that looked very similar to Amber's pajamas in this scene. And I should have bought. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll go back and see if I still have them. Because they are very cute, and they look comfy. It is. So then Nina's like, we're not exactly dating, which I don't know what that means, but okay. And then Amber gets excited for a potential Mick, Mick for Fabina double dates, and so she can't wait to tell everyone. And Nina makes her promise not to tell anyone. Amber says that this is secret love, and that's so romantic, and says that Nina's secret is safe with her. I so wish that we got to see, like, a Mick, Amber, Fabian, Nina double date, just because, like, the dynamics within that grouping... It would have been chaotic. It would have been so good. It would have been cute. 
I mean, maybe Amber probably would be being extra and maybe Anita would have been like, bye. But it would still have been cute because... Or it would it would accidentally shift into a McBean and Namber date. Oh my god, they were roommates. Time to <laughs> Uh, okay but honestly there were so many double date options over like the course of the series i'd like we were just robbed truly i know like season two they infer or like season two they talk about a possible makara for being a double date also would have been here for that but we could have had it all but we never got double dates that's kind of rude but okay So then we cut to the house the next day and Fabian's just sitting on his bed playing guitar and then Mick comes in and starts like giving him a noogie like aggressively for a really long time. McBean. Forever. Just McBean. <laughs> we all just wrote McBean on the notes. <laughs> yes. Like this is a really big episode all for them. said was McBean all through us. Mick asks what it is that he's heard about Fabian and Nina and Fabian's like what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> So then we cut to the school and Fabian's like awkwardly kind of looking nervous in the hallway and then he kind of walks up to Nina, still awkward, and there's something about Mick thinking that they're dating and all he says is Amber. And then Nina's like, oh, Amber caught me sneaking in and assumed that, assumed that they were dating and that she couldn't tell Amber that they were solving Egyptian mysteries so she just let her think that they were dating. And then she says, I mean, you and me, ridiculous, right? And Fabian says, totally, and walks away and the ninja cringes. They're so awkward and cute. Yeah, and then I, f- like, I feel bad watching this though because it, like, instantly reminds me of their season two breakup where, like, they both say things they don't want to say because they think the other one doesn't have feelings. Oh <sighs> They're just the beginning of them sinking their ship. It's sad. So sad. Please just be like communicate never no communication in the house <laughs> this is why we're telling house ownership to communicate for like <laughs> but like you know maybe that's why they don't work out because they're not good at communicating with each other yeah. so so then we cut to like the lounge theater class area and patricia is telling jerome and alfie that she couldn't sleep and wonders that they woke up an evil spirit and then alfie was like i was making this whole thing up and patricia's like yeah i knew because your acting stinks but that Alfie didn't make the screeching noise. He also calls Patricia Trixie, which I always think is cute when Alfie does that. I think only- yes, I love that too. Do Alfie and Jerome ever call her Trixie? Yeah, I really think it's just the two of them. Maybe, does Joy ever? I think yeah. maybe once. Joy may. I don't know. Does someone call her Patty? Does somebody? Oh, I think Joy calls her Trix. Oh, that's cute. Oh, yeah, so it's all the Descendants. Wow, Descendants. Play Invisible String again. <laughs> and Eddie calls her Yacker exclusively. <laughs> Which is also cute, so it's fine. And then Fabian just calls her a witch. Fabian <laughs> calls her a witch. <laughs> With a B. Well, then Mr. Winkler tells him to get in pairs, and then he specifically says, Patricia, Alfie, Jerome, pairs, please. And then I said, Rip, is this why they stopped being a trio? Jason broke them up. Jason said you can't be a true. You have to get in pairs. So then Patricia pairs with Alfie. Jerome pairs with Mara. And Fabian pairs with Megan. I said this is peak season one of the pairings right here. Honestly. Truly. It really is. And then I said where is everyone else? Like why is no one else in drama class? Yeah I was like where is Nina and Amber in this scene? They're like we don't see them. Nina and Amber just like ditched. Like bye. Bye. Like. like yeah, like, Mara's there, Patricia's there, 
And Megan Fabian are there, and Jerome and Alfie are there. Benita and Amber? Apparently not there. Not not into drama class, I guess. They were just like, we're not coming to drama class today, which they didn't get in trouble for, but no one ever gets in trouble for skipping class, but they all got in trouble for today for <laughs> Mrs. Andrews. I will never understand this school. Depends. How did any kids graduate? Depends on if it's convenient for the plot or not, I guess. <laughs> True. So then Mr. Winkler says that they have to tell a story using only the words I love you. And then the point of the exercise is not, it's not what you say, but how you say it. Okay, Mick and Fabian are the two bros chilling in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay. Vine. Literally. He says it and they're like, yeah, like I think everyone has seen that part, but if you haven't, because like um, Jerome and Mara are in like the foreground of the scene, but if you look in the background, you see Mick and Fabian standing next to each other, and they're kind of like really close. And as soon as he says "I love you," they like look at each other, and their faces are really close, and they instantly like break apart, and they're like, "Oh, oh, whatever, it's fine." Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's so good. And I honestly, this whole scene is just like peak season one to me. This scene is iconic. Yeah, like this is one of the scenes that like sticks out to me when I think of season one in my head forever. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And, and just, like, the dynamics. So then Jerome just, like, whips out a chore list and gives it to Mara, and they say I love you to each other in, like, really angry voices because they're pissed. And then Jason says that they're great actors because he can almost feel the hatred. And then I said that the en- I love the enemies to lovers vibe here, and now I remember shipping Jar in season one. I feel like they get, like, so, like, messed up and like especially in season two that i like didn't like ship them and especially in season three too <laughs> and i also said in the group chat and this is a hot take but season one jara like maybe just in the scene or just in this episode walk so that petty could run <laughs> <laughs> i could see that i like the dynamic that they have with like the enemies to lovers vibe i don't like the dynamic they have in season two where they're like we're friends but like i'm dating mick but like we're friends but like we're gonna flirt with each other but i'm dating mick and then let's just make out in front of Mick. yeah like their season two arc i enjoy but because like mick is still in the picture the entire time i can't like i can't ship it it just like i can't do it if like mick had a proper breakup like right when they left like he left and then all the Jara stuff happened, I would be, I would have been here okay. for it. I stand by, they should have broken up. But then if they wanted to bring Matt, Mick back for the finale, he could have been trying to win her back because she and Jerome like, aren't really a thing yet. And it's kind of like the two of them like, you know. Yes. And then to like please us in 2012, when he realizes that Mara is with Jerome, he suddenly starts talking to Joy. Yeah. Who is also sad because Fabian's with Nina. Honestly, iconic. We fixed the series right then and there. Just end it there. Great. We should have been right. Like, yeah, like, why did they just not break up Mick and Mara when he went to Australia? Like, that ruined the Jara relationship and it kind of ruined the Mick relationship and it bugged me. It did ruin my OTP. <laughs> it really did. Like, they could have had, and I'm not even Mick shipper, but like, it pisses me. It makes me annoyed. Yeah, because their goodbye scene is so beautiful. Like, it pains me, but I watch it a lot. And that would have been, like, the perfect ending. Like, that's all I needed. Like, like, but they were like, we're still together. But then she's like, oh, I'm going to flirt with Jerome. So that doesn't make me want to ship her with Jerome either. But in season one, I kind of was into it. <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get what you mean. They're fun in season one. I think that's, like, why I don't ship them. 
I feel like I like them a little bit more when I did my rewatch, but like I think that's really what it comes down to is like their like whole pre getting together thing just felt wrong. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like I like their dynamic more when they were kind of bickery than like when they were like not bickery. Pals. Wait, like, am I, I gonna... like enemies to friends to lovers, but I feel like when there's enemies to friends to lovers, they're usually still kind of bickery. Am I gonna go? We're gonna get attacked. Okay, I feel like we, I'm about to go on an emotional cheating rant again, and I think I just need to save that for season two because I went on it last week when we were doing the folklore thing. But I'll shh. For okay, now. So we'll go back to the other <laughs> Stay tuned. Then we see Alfie and Patricia, and Alfie's like dramatically mouthing, I love you, but Patricia is staring out the window and she sees a man out the window. And Alfie just keeps saying I love you to her and she's like ignoring him and staring at the man and he's like, hey Patricia, I said I love you. And she's ignoring him. Rip. The trophy forever. So then Patricia asks everyone if they saw the man, which is Rufus, but we don't know that yet. And he isn't there anymore. So everyone looks at her like she's crazy and she swears that she saw him. And then also, I couldn't remember where I saw this, but at some point I'm pretty sure Brad's fiance is in the background of this scene. I like I saw her again. Hello. So like, hello, that's going to be like another new game for me is like spot Brad's fiance in the background. Interviewed on this show? That would be fun. You should do a couple. Yeah. If she's down. <laughs> a special yeah, Valentine's Day episode. That's when we drag all the ships. She has to come with. Because the real OTP of the show is Fabian and the random extra in the background. <laughs> so then we cut to the hallway and Amber is now here. So Amber tries to give Fabian a scrapbook that she made for him and Nina. And then she says that her and Mick have 10 scrapbooks. And that Mick is so sweet because he lets her keep all of them. And I said, how long have Mick and Amber been dating? <laughs> they have <laughs> and what is in these scrapbooks and like does Mick just like not like the scrapbook or does he just think it's kind of funny or is he just like I only care about sports <laughs> like he's probably just like not phased he's kind of like okay babe yeah cool, cool. whatever makes cool. you happy babe then Fabian says that him and Nina aren't dating and that he'd tell Amber what's going on but she'd probably just make something up anyway and walks away I said early season sassy, which I feel like Phoebe like very rarely, like, never is like sassy, except for when he thought Nettie's summer romance happened, which it did in my heart. Nettie's no. summer romance <laughs> is confirmed by Taylor Swift. And then like I love sassy Fabian um, when he's a sinner in season three. Like it's one of my favorite. Yeah, sassy Fabian is so mean. <laughs> I like I love it so much. So then we cut to like a classroom, which is even where they just were. It's like a normal classroom. And Patricia's telling Jason that everyone thinks she's crazy, even her. Oh, sad. sad. And then Patricia tells him that she tried to contact Joy last night and she thinks Joy is dead. And then we see Nina go into the bathroom stall because everyone's going to the bathroom stall today. And she starts looking at a book and trying to open the puzzle piece that her and Fabian found. And then she's like, what are you hiding out loud to the puzzle piece? And then Amber pops up over the stall and asks Nina what she's hiding and takes a picture. And then she says, Nina, what's going on? And if you don't tell me, I'm going to go tell Mr. Sweet that you're doing something weird. Amber has a flip phone. I love 2011. Also, also like that, that could have gone so yeah. wrong. Like if Amber was wrong and she was just like in the bathroom and she popped out. Was like, peeing. And then 
Nina tells Amber that she'll tell her what's going on if she promises to tell no one. And Amber's like, I never tell a secret. And then I said, I'm surprised that she didn't immediately go tell Mick like she did a little Fabina dating thing, which is kind of sad because let Mick and Sabuna. Yeah, I could go on a tangent about that right now. Like, just, I'm surprised she didn't tell Meg because she literally just saw Mick some other irrelevant shit that wasn't even true. <laughs> yeah. I guess she thought that Mick would find that more entertaining when there's weird Egyptian shit going on. <laughs> True, you know, be like, um, I'm sorry. No, but I did see like some. This is like slightly tangenty, but someone on Tumblr posted recently. They were like, "Was Bobby like supposed to be written out all along, or like was Mick supposed to be the Osirian?" That would have been a plot twist, right? I mean, like, I like Eddie, obviously. I love Eddie, so like, I'm glad we got Eddie, obviously. But like, like, was that supposed to happen? You can't see the look of like pure like what the heck on my face. Fabian 
tells her not to say that it awkwardly goes to touch her shoulder but then he pulls her his hand away honestly they're so <laughs> awkward and cute and i love it they really truly are very 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 adorable in season one Ooh. damn what's amber been going around gossiping about that baby called her having a mouth of a black hole right <laughs> <laughs> maybe she gossiped about patricia's strange disappearances <laughs> and jerome's mommy issues <laughs> gossiping about she thinks baby and nina are dating who would she tell and why would anyone care like at the house anyways the whole cheer team oh shoot you right <laughs> okay if amber walked up to the cheer team it was like there's weird addiction mystery shit going on at my house they would believe her no no <laughs> she'd get kicked off the cheer team. like girl you okay <laughs> Are you drunk? Are you high? Are you okay? Like, I feel like if Amber tells people that there's Egyptian mystery shit going on at the school, they're all just think she's weird. Like, they all think Patricia's weird for, like, saying shit that's true. Honestly. So then it's nighttime, and then Nina sneaks out of her room, and Amber sees her because she's fake sleeping, and then Amber gets out of bed, puts on a garlic necklace, and carries her heels in her hand. Did she just have a garlic <laughs> necklace? Where did this come from? Stole garlic out of, like, the kitchen. <laughs> that's what i figured for like the clothes she's holding but like did was she like i'm gonna make a necklace she does did go through twilight phase so again like never know and i think she said she we implied she was team jacob so you know it's so funny but like they don't the, the vampires in twilight don't react to garlic like they're not like <laughs> i don't know i don't know so then amber walks in the attic and sees baby and nina and says that she's glad that they're there because she thought she was going to get eaten by a ghost. And then Nina asks her what she's doing there and what's with the heels. And Amber says that they're lucky. And then Fabian said, then why aren't you wearing them? And he says, she says she can't run away in them. <laughs> oh my god. And then Fabian's like, what's with the clothes of guard? Like, this isn't Twilight. <laughs> I mean, do we think Fabian has read or seen Twilight? I doubt it. Unless you oh, watch I doubt it. it. I think he's just like aware of it. Yeah. And then the most iconic quote of like one of the most iconic quotes in this entire show. So then he says, what's with the clothes of garlic? This isn't Twilight. And then Amber says, the Bible says, always be prepared. And then Fabian says, Amber, that's the Boy Scout. It's so good. Like, I didn't realize this whole episode is like, there are so many good parts in this episode. This was truly like a peak season one like, if someone asked me to, like, describe season one, I would just show them this yeah, episode. Like, so many moments that are, like, moments that always stick out of my head is, like, House of Manubis moments and, like, season one moments and, like, season one quotes and stuff. I think this is where, like, stuff really starts to kick off, too, which is probably why it seems like it's, like, the one that we're, like, ooh. Yeah. It's the one. That makes it's sense. It's, like, the one that establishes it. Yeah, because I think next week, Sabuna actually officially starts. Wow. I think. So, like, I think, yeah, we're getting to the point in the show where, like, we're actually having the stuff happen. Because before now, it's just kind of been exposition, exposition, like, setting it up. Yeah, exactly. So this is probably just an iconic episode because it's just, like, peak, like, everything. <laughs> peak season one, but, like, really peak House of Anubis. Yeah, so then Nina tells them to focus, which is how we're trying to be right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't wrong. <laughs> It's fine. We're fine. We should play. Is it like like eleven o'clock for you guys? What? Is it like eleven o'clock? Almost. It's fine. It's ten (laughs) fifty-five. You know, since we started this podcast, I have slept significantly less, but I'm okay with it. I also feel like 
we go off the walls when we start after like after nine anyways for you guys anyways yeah (laughs) every time we start like we get to a point in the night and i think we kind of start it later than we normally do where we just go like loopy we just like to talk to each other you know it's fine we're friends and we like go off and i'm so sleepy i've been up since 4 a.m so every time we get off topic like we just did we need to play with nina telling fabian and amber to focus Yes. Or it's like the the Millington focus clip. So then they play the phonograph and they hear a little girl talking about her mother and father going away to Egypt and she doesn't want to be alone with him. And then Amber gets scared and like storms off and she knocks something over and it makes a really loud noise. So then we cut to Victor's office and we see that he hears the loud noise and he looks up and then Fabian's like, this is too risky. We have to get out of here and we have to find a safe place to listen to the phonograph. So then they try to sneak out of the attic and they see Victor coming. So Nina and Baby like duck back behind the door and Amber tries to distract him by pretending to sleepwalk. And she says another iconic Amber quote, Hello, Trudy, ice cream, brownies, yum, yum. (laughs) See, look at her being smart. Good excuse for being out late. Yeah, like she's just like pretending she's sleepwalking, which I feel like kind of smart and then victor says he knows that she's faking and it's like what are you doing so then amber's like i'm starving i don't care about your stupid rules and i'm going in a fridge <laughs> so then victor starts chasing amber i don't know why he really cares if she like wanted a snack i think he realizes she's bullshit <laughs> probably he's not dumb well not dumb sometimes and then nina and Vivian gets escape the attic so then they said that amber's impressive and that maybe she can be trusted and then we cut to patricia's room she's tossing and turning in her bed and she has a dream of her like in a white nightgown she kind of looks like a ghost and she's walking down the stairs calling out for joy and she sees the front door opening and slamming and then when she wakes up she sees a man standing in her doorway and screams and then the man walks away which is very scary yeah very very scary a random man in your house it's wild Okay, but like, Victor, you sleep watching the stairs. How did you like not wake up to a random person coming in? Right? Honestly. Yeah, like, do they not lock the doors? Did he break in? Okay, but if it's I mean, like it's Rufus and like he knows all the house's secrets and stuff, so he probably like knew how to get in or sneak yeah. in. That's so creepy though. Like that gives me like, especially like late at night right now, it gives me the creep. I can like double, triple lock all the padlocks on my apartment. <laughs> Don't let Rufus in. Oh, it scares me. Okay, so that is the end of the episode. The cliffhanger is that Patricia saw a creepy man staring at her while she was sleeping, which is a scary cliffhanger. So yeah, solid cliffhanger. Now we're gonna go to the ship of the week. Emily voted McBean or Fabina, and I I feel that. Yeah, I agree. There were a lot of good ships in this episode, though. Like, if you, like, <laughs> list yeah. off the amount of ships we named was, today. Like, Patricia and Jason, even though I disapprove of the inappropriate student-teacher relationship, there's Patricia and Jerome, there's Jerome and Alfie. We even had, like, a Joyfee line. Yeah, we had a Joyfee line. We had Alfie. Baby and Mara speaking to each other. A little bit of Makara in the beginning. It's like, a little bit of everything. But I think I agree that Fabina and McBean, like, topped this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then brain cell of the week, I said kind of Patricia, even though ever thinks she's crazy because she's kind of right about all the stuff she's saying. And then also Amber, because Amber was very smart in this episode. She called Nina out and she figured out how to distract Victor. Yeah, no, I think she handled getting caught very well. And uh, 
probably handled it better than like when Nina gets caught and tries to make up things. So, well, Amber's excuse. I want a snack. Nina's excuse. I'm really into taxidermy. <laughs> Brain sells to Amber. Brain sells to Amber. Okay, so I made up a game. Well, I didn't make up this game. So when I guest starred on our friends podcast the book host squad podcast i played this game with them where um they like asked me for five of my favorite books and they read two real and one fake goodreads review on it so i decided to have emily and brenna play a little game today and i stalked the house of movies wiki and got the first five episodes that we've already recapped and found some comments that were on the wiki about these episodes and I have two real and one fake comment for each. So they have to guess which one. I'm so excited. So this is for the pilot. You guys ready? No, but okay. Yes. We can pretend. <laughs> so comment number one. Did anyone else cry when Victor smashed up the phone and burnt the photo in Bunsy Bun? No one then? Just me? Fair enough. <laughs> number two. Who do you think the collector is? Oh, maybe it's Eddie's dad. What? <laughs> wrong season (laughs) comment three does anyone know where i can get a sweater like nina's i'm I'm going with number i'm gonna say the third one's fake (laughs) yeah i just want to know why number two was commented on the pilot (laughs) yeah i don't know why they were talking there was a whole bunch of comments in there about eddie and like eddie's so american he likes spaghetti hoagies and eddie's (laughs) I mean, me too. Same big mood, excited for him to show up, but like we are in the wrong season. I was like, what's with all these Eddie comments? That one just seemed so out of place that it like had to be real. (laughs) It was too specific. Okay, so number episode number two, which is House of Locks and House of Eyes. Comment number one: Does anyone else notice that Mara was talking about hedgehogs in this episode and donkeys in season two? Mara must love animals. Number two. I used to learn about ancient Egypt in school, and Horus and Anubis were both gods that the ancient Egyptians believed in. Number three, forever, in all caps, shook. You go first, Emily. Two is fake. I think one. I'm going to okay. go with one. So number one was fake. Darn it. <laughs> number two, they spoke. <laughs> Horus and Anubis were both gods that Egyptians believed <laughs> Okay. Number three. But I'm shook, too, whoever comment number three is, so... <laughs> Same. Me three. <laughs> okay, number three. House of Agendas, House of Keys. Number one. Like this episode. First comment. Number two. Pabina is so cute. I love them. Number three. This show is just my childhood. I loved it so much. Honestly, I still do. Hashtag Sabuna forever. I'm going to say number two is fake. Emily? I'm going to agree. Okay, yeah, it was fake. See, maybe I'm bad at writing fake comments. Everyone's calling me out for my fake comments. I don't know. Maybe I just, I'm like, what would Laura say? <laughs> okay, so number four. Discovery, House of Discovery's House of Hyper. Number, comment number one. This is one of my favorite episodes. Well, every episode is my favorite. Smiley face. Number two. I love L-U-V. It, when they all said that they took the key. Number three, I hate Amber for ruining McCarr's moment. Sad face. I must have written that last one. <laughs> I'm going with number three. <laughs> number three is fake? Uh, I'm going to go number You're two. Going number two is fake? Yeah. <laughs> number three is fake. 
Yeah, Laura just like was like, what would Brenna say? <laughs> just wrote up a three. <laughs> no one else ships Makara. I should have known. No one else cares no, about them. Not Makara. I thought they were like popular. No, everyone ships Jara more wow. than they ship Makara. Like I think they're they're out there. People ship them, but wow. everyone I think more people were the Jara. Weird, so. Okay. The number two sounds like I love it when they all said that they took the cake. <laughs> yeah, because you're like all into friendship. So I was like, that sounds like a lower comment. Okay, so number comments number five is today's episode, Cheats and Rumors. Comment number one. Anyone else notice when Mr. Winkler, the history theater teacher, says to have a conversation with only the words I love you? Nick and Fabian look at each other awkwardly in the background and take a step back. That was hilarious. I kept repeating it and repeating it. X D D D D D. Wow, that's so 2010. X D D D D. When Fabian said Amber, that's the Boy Scouts. I laughed so hard I spit my drink out. L O L X D. I could have written all of these in 2010 or 2011. Does anyone else notice that her mom thought Patricia was calling for attention? I think there's something going on in Patricia's family, too. Any thoughts? I feel like I'm going to go with three is fake because I don't think you would have written the XDDDDD thing in a fake comment, Laura. (laughs) I think you would forget. And I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with three as well because I feel like that was such like a... Like, you had to, like, really pay attention to catch that line. I, I feel like that's something you would have caught, caught, like, in a rewatch. Okay, so, number two is fake. I wrote, oh. Amber, that's the Boy Scouts. I left so hard I spit my drink out. LOL, XD. And I also spelled left wrong, but I didn't tell you guys that. That just felt so, like, 2011 to me, so that was great. Honestly. Okay. Well, that was really that's fun. All, that's all I had. I only had the five episodes. Though, the one in episode uh, three, I think I stole off a random just how the news general one that was like hashtag Sabuna forever because that episode only had one comment. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so I think okay. we need to play this game like every ten episodes or every five episodes. Yeah, yeah that's kind of fun. Whoever's the host. Yeah, I like that. We'll do that more. Let us know if you liked that yeah, too. Yeah, let us know. Uh, shout out to Trudy. I think she made up the game that I played on the book. We are Thanks, just Trudy. stealing everything. Yeah, from basically, you stole her game, but made it about <laughs> And you didn't even make a fake Makara comment. Well, you did. I made a fake Makara comment, but she's not a Makara. Just for me. <laughs> but you should have made it pro Makara. Oh, it was pro Makara. No, pro Mikbur. Sorry. See, I figured that you would really think it was fake if I was like, I love Mickbur because I felt like the general fandom was not like, I love Mickbur. So I it's true. Like, oh, it's true. It's fine. You guys like, girl, like, what are you immediately called that out for being fake? I thought that the general fandom shipped Mickbur. That's why I made a Mickbur comment. And I also made a Sabina comment. My favorite comment is literally, I used to learn about Egypt, Egypt in school and horse and news are both comments. <laughs> hey they caught on faster than the rest of the anubis kids so so i enjoyed that game thank you to the book host for giving me the idea when i guest starred if you haven't um already listened to it you can go listen to my guest starring on their podcast or any of their other podcasts are fun um yeah they're a fun time we like them so thank you for listening this has been house of cheats House of Rumors on the Nubis Backwards podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us 
on our social media, Anubis Backwards Pod on Instagram, Anubis Podcast on Twitter. And we have a TikTok and it is Anubis Backwards Pod. Thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. Sabuna. 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 There's so much I wanted to say. The way I see it, is there anyone?